you just don't understand. I'm a black man carrying the stars and stripes. What don't I understand? Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 28 of the Rough Cut Retrospective, a podcast that uh, talks about little pop culture things and makes friends along the way. That's the <gasps> real purpose of this. Aww. Yeah. Joined with me is uh, my lovely co-host, Mr. Carter Sims. How you doing, Carter? And I'm Eric. Perfect. And <laughs> <laughs> one of the friends we made along the way, Mr. <gasps> Alex Fry. How are you, Fry? Hello. I am not Eric. Nice. Perfect. That's that good back and forth banter we love mm-hmm. to see. <laughs> we are Yes and. All right, guys. We are back with another episode and this week we are going to uh recap our thoughts and uh just generally discuss the Disney Plus series The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Woo! Very exciting, right guys? All Let's right. do this. I'm stoked. But first, <gasps> We're going to get into our uh, other segments that we like to do. Carter. Yeah. Tell me something, boy. Tell me something, boy. Oh, Jackson, what am I into this week? What you are know, you into this week? You know, um, I'm into, you know, I didn't really watch anything per se this week. Really? Because I've been in the old Disney World this week, right? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've been into Disney World, I suppose, but... I'm going to mention two things. One pertains to Disney World a little bit. Actually, a lot of it. Actually, mm-hmm. completely. So, uh, on Star Wars Day was May 4th, if, if you're not familiar, if you live under a rock. But on <laughs> May 4th, Star Wars Day, Fry knows about the Star Wars, right, Fry? Oh, yeah. Big Star Wars guy right here. Huge Star Wars guy. You came in uh, third place in our Star Wars trivia. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, out of 100. Yeah, I wasn't going to mention oh. how many people were competing. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, <laughs> Disney and Disney World released a little little video, a little sneak peek uh, of they made a real-life lightsaber. Uh, yeah. That they're going to like use in the parks in their new like Star Wars-themed resort in Disneyland and World. And They're not for sale, though, right? No, as of, I think just as of now, it's being used just by the workers. Um, but that's that what mean I was it's like into. really fragile, probably? Probably, yeah. It probably is very fragile. So in terms sense. of being into things, I watched that GIF of it lighting up a lot. Um, okay, I have a question, <laughs> though. Do you think that GIF or like the, the image of it lighting up is doctored? Do you think? I think maybe a little bit, right? Like. Like, yeah, do you think I, it, like, uh, opens at that speed? And, like, like I think they added sound to it, obviously, to enhance. Yeah. No, I don't think it was. It. I actually saw one of the Lucasfilm guys tweet about it saying it wasn't doctored. Oh, really? Oh, well, that's cool. Yeah, it, it, was, looked, it looked really good. Uh, Matt so. Martin, I think. Let me see if I can find Shout out. L tweet. Shout, Shout out, out to Matt Martin. Martin. While, you look, while you look for that tweet, um, I will just say that I'm – very excited for that because I'm in the big Disney mood over here. And I think that resort opens next year um, cool. in both uh, Orlando and uh, Anaheim. So I'm getting excited for that. And the last thing I want to mention, and I just want to write a wrong that occurred last week on the podcast. I told, oh, okay. I told everyone – 
to check out this movie called Separation uh-huh. um, that I haven't seen, and I just thought it looked like a fun, scary movie. Um, this movie got 8% on Rotten Tomatoes as of right now. Um, so I just That's like, the worst I've heard in a long time. So I oh just like God. to apologize Eight? if anyone went to see it on my recommendation. I'm sure nobody did. Wow. But if you were at That's all thinking fan about four it. Stick. Yeah, it might be fan four stick. It might be. Fan four stick had a 14%, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So it currently has 8%. Dang. So maybe don't go check it out. Um, <laughs> or check it out. That sounds fun now. Or check it out. I'm still going to check it out. I mean, what, what of it, man? But yes, so that's what I was into this week. Uh, the Star Wars lightsaber real thing and bad takes by Carter. Fry, did you find I the tweet it. while I was doing all that? Uh, so Matt Martin retweeted hundreds, it seems, of fan tattoos yesterday. So I'm still looking. Oh, <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, we can move on to what I'm into. I'll believe it. Yeah, Jackson, what are you into, baby boy? I have a lot of things to talk about. Okay. Really quick. Okay. I love it. First of all, mm-hmm. I finished college today. Give what? me it. Come on. Give me Woo! some love. What? I did it. I submitted my finals. I'm oh, done with college. Oh, oh. Ooh, yeah. As long Dude. as I somehow didn't get like a negative 50% on my final, I'm pretty sure I passed. So that's <laughs> nice. great. Um, highs, on top of that. Yeah. On top of that, I have been watching a lot of stuff this week. I rewatched. First of all, I finished Invincible. Really great. Hey. Really good. The very season nice. finale was last Friday. Super fun. Super wild. Renewed On, for two uh, more seasons, right? Yes, it was. It was automatically renewed for two more seasons after the finale, which is awesome. Hype. Um, I I got Abby to watch Uncut Gems with me for the first time, which oh, was gosh. a very fun time. That movie's great. Very stress, fun. Stress um, inducer. So stressful. I um I think I was telling you guys I was watching uh Survivor and mm. I watched like season twenty six or something like that. Like just one of the newer ones. I mean yeah. not really new, they're on like season forty now, but like some like in the late twenties I watched one. And then I noticed that season one was available and I was like, hmm, this is going to be probably really like problematic and I wanna check it out. <laughs> and let's let me be honest, it was problematic at times, but this is like almost an art piece this sounds so stupid it's art but like survivor season one is like a documentary about humanity like outside of like society this sounds so stupid i know but like wow you're in your bag right now was so enthralled by it like like and i don't know that much about survivor but like in the seasons i watch it's like highly competitive everyone's super mean to each other like like it's mostly about like the competitions and stuff and this is like just mostly about like um the like the camp life and the the personal interactions between each other um it's really fascinating and uh the winner of it the first ever winner of survivor was a gay man and i think that's pretty sick so yeah, that was cool um and then finally um i watched a, a movie on after we after we watched Uncut Gems, we watched this movie on Netflix called The Mitchells versus the Machines. Oh, and whoa, that movie is awesome! It is so good. It's by uh, it's a Phil Lord, Chris Miller produced Sony animated thing, uh-huh. and it is really just delightful. The voice cast is really good. Um, it's just like a really heartfelt story about a family going on a road trip uh, to drop their daughter off to college. 
and during so there's like a robot apocalypse and it's like really funny and it's just great i loved it but yeah it, it looked really interesting i want to check it out but i just haven't had a chance it's yet. really good it's really I... good so but yeah that's what i'm into this week mr fry what about you uh i did find the tweet and oh, perfect it is yes. kind of underwhelming but he just <laughs> quotes the video he quote tweets the video and says this is not a digital effect so oh, that was, wow. well that was cool. awesome and totally worth it there's your confirmation <laughs> in you his bio that. it says lucasfilm story person beautiful is that really so, what it says? so yeah he is important there's yeah so what i'm into this week um mm-hmm. I watched a few things for the first time. Uh, I watched the first entry in the Saw franchise. Oh, on my boy. Own at uh, 2 a.m. Oh, what a time. That has to be the perfect time to watch it, right? Yeah. It was yeah. a lot It was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. You I know, think, I always uh, yeah. just have this stigma that horror movies are just going to be like focused on the horror and the gore and not anything else but i was pleasantly surprised yeah the first saw i've only seen the first saw but i hear it really goes off the rails and like the next like i don't know seven saw movies i don't know how many there are there's like a thousand (laughs) and a new one coming out like next week i think shout out it's like a spinoff right yeah it's called spiral starring everyone's favorite dramatic actor chris rock yeah i saw that i was like that's weird Huh. Yeah, so we'll see how that is. Anyway, okay, sorry it's, to interrupt uh, you, his Fry. uncut gems moment. Maybe I also uh, watched the first season of the Harley Quinn show that yeah first premiered on DC Universe, now on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. Shout out! And I absolutely adore it's that great. show. It's really it is good. so funny. It is so well made, so well acted. It was, it was hard to get past thinking of Arlene Sorkin as Harley Quinn, but I think Kaylee Cuoco does a great job. Oh, is Kaylee Cuoco? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah she's really good. Oh, that's dope. It's, yeah, like, honestly, like, at this point, like, I mean, obviously, like, I think I prefer her over Margot Robbie's portrayal, weirdly enough. I just really like oh, what wow. they do with that character. Yeah. Um, and like you get to uh, explore like, I don't know, just like a whole bunch of different aspects of her life in like really funny ways that are really fun. I like that show mm-hmm. a lot. Season yeah. two is even better. So you're going to have a blast with that. Oh, I'm excited. Oh, daddy. I absolutely love King Shark in that show. He is, he's funny. He's so funny. <laughs> he's going to show up in the Suicide Squad movie. That's coming up. Isn't that a, yes. is that Sylvester Stallone's character? The there's i think i think they've confirmed it's Syl- sylvester stallone now at one point people thought it was going to be taiki watiti because he's announced to have a voice role and people yeah. think that his voice role is going to be starro which oh, is like a cool. crazy intergalactic oh. psychic starfish that like uh in the comics united the justice league for the very first time in like the 60s or 70s or something it's like very old school comic-y but it's fun so it should Love be it. wild lit Anything else, Fry? Uh, no, that's pretty much what I'm into this week. Wonderful. Good stuff. Shall we move on to the next topic, Jackson? News flash. You think you're too cool for school? 
But I got a newsflash for you, Walter Cronkite. You aren't. You're really just not saying the, the last part anymore, are you? It just flows better, I think. I kind of prefer it. Newsflash. Okay. Newsflash. We love it. Um, news time. Uh, who wants to start? I have. Uh, Freddie, you have any articles? I have. Yeah, I, have I actually do have a few things. Oh, yeah. But before that, I wanted to say that I found out a newsflash for you, Walter Cronkite. Uh-huh. Was from Zoolander the exact same time that Jackson found out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I thought it I just was. Assumed, I assumed it was Anchorman. I thought yeah. it was a serious movie with serious <laughs> themes and not jokes. Dude, are you saying that Zoolander is not the most dramatic movie of our time? Hello? Fun fact about Zoolander, it did terrible at the box office because it was released like a week after 9-11, so no one went to the movie theaters. Ooh. Oh, no. Anyway. The people, I mean, I guess that makes sense, but like, I don't know. I yeah. feel like that's a good time for a movie. If, if Zoolander could, I don't think Zoolander could be released at a better time. For people who need to watch Zoolander, you know? Yeah, that, that's true. It, it, it's, they needed that. It's gotten it to do in, in time now. I think it's an appreciated <laughs> film. Anyway. They did a sequel that nobody watched, I think. Toolander. I, I haven't seen it. Anyway. Um, Wait, is it really called Toolander? Yeah. I think it is. Yeah. <laughs> it is. I think it came out when I worked at the theaters. I'm pretty sure I remember. I remember seeing, seeing those Lander. trailers all the time. And he was like, That is AMC yeah. amazing. Yeah, that's right. Shout out. Sponsor. Yeah. Sponsor. Um, okay. Um, I can talk about what news is I found. Yeah. You yeah start, so us off, start us off with one. Uh, this is, this makes me feel pretty good. It makes me happy. John Mulaney announces Ooh. first post rehab comedy shows. Dude, this was, my, this was my, and they're story. already sold out. It already sold yeah. out. Good for him. Mm hmm. Yeah, it was sold out, but they did like an exclusive release before announcing it to the public. So he's doing a set of shows next week, uh, Monday through Friday, at New York's City Winery called John Mulaney from Scratch. Wow, I I like that. I thought I'm did happy I read for that him. he had everyone that was going to the show had to be fully vaccinated. I thought I read that. Yeah. So, That's yeah. nice. They either have to be fully they have to show proof of full vaccination or a negative COVID test within seventy two hours. Love that. I love that a lot. Oh yeah. Jackson sneezed, he probably muted it, but I'm gonna <laughs> I muted point it, it out anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you can't get anything by me. So wonderful. Yeah, I love that John Mulaney news. That was that was one of my headlines as well. I love John Mulaney. I think he's a good I fan base. I feel I like most in, celebrities, people would just like run them into the ground for going to rehab for like cocaine stuff. But we were all just like, mm-hmm. "You do you. We we wish you the best." And then like he avoided the limelight. It seemed like I don't know. Yeah, I feel like what we need from John Mulaney. Well, we don't. I would. I I need it. Um, because the Oscars <laughs> are weird right now. I think John Mulaney needs to host the Oscars every year. Um, that would be fun. I would like that's that. That's all I have to say. Maybe him and Nick Kroll, Nick Kroll together can can co-host the Oscars together. That would be great. Mm-hmm. I'm in for that. Anyway, um, thank you, Fry. Um, do we want to hop to Jackson? Or do you want to do all of your news stories? Um, I bet one of I bet my others are going to be covered. So 
wonderful. If it doesn't get covered, I might bring it up, but I'm sure okay. we'll talk about it. Let's hop to Jackson then, Jackson. All right. I got three quick ones. I'll just burn through them really fast. Number Get one, me. the Game of Thrones House of the Dragon photos released, and oh, it yeah. just it looks like characters from Game of Thrones. It's supposed to be a prequel, but when everything <laughs> is set in olden times, it just looks like it's the same show. You know, like I was like, oh, yeah. this is and this I'm is not cool or interesting. Yeah, I so it, I was man. just like, okay. Game of it Thrones already good, feels like it but... was in olden times. Yeah, I'm ready. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping it's gonna be good. I'm gonna watch it because I love Game of Thrones, but it's gonna take me a, a minute to get into it. I, are there gonna be as fun characters as the Game of Thrones? I hope so. Uh, they're Targaryens, so they'll probably be really boring. To be but honest, I don't know. They'll have dragons, I guess. If they're Targaryens, they'll be really beautiful. So. Yeah, the photo was just two like, like almost white-haired people because their hair was so blonde, just on a beach, and I was like, "This is like, very oh, underwhelming." Yeah. <laughs> the most anticipated yeah. show of our time. So I just thought mm-hmm. I'd mention that, and then Thank I wanted you. to give a Superman movie update because we I had mentioned a, a while ago that uh, Tanahitsi Coates was writing a script for uh, a black Superman movie, include mm-hmm. where um. And J.J. Abrams is producing. They still don't have a uh, director yet, but The Hollywood Reporter uh, said that they were thinking about including either Barry Jenkins or Regina King or Shaka King, uh, which is like all three are powerhouses. Um, Barry Jenkins did Moonlight. Regina King just did uh, One Night in Miami. And Shaka King did um, Judas and Black Messiah. So all powerhouses. Why not all three? What's interesting about it? (laughs) <laughs> That'd be cool. I'd be down for that. I don't know how they'd probably they'd probably be too many cooks, but yeah, all of them are super trouble. capable. Love it. Um, however, I have one small complaint about this, and it's that they, because uh, we had mentioned before that there are um, two black Superman characters, mm-hmm. one of which being the most prominent one that they would probably do is Calvin Ellis, who in his Earth, it's like a parallel Earth or something. But in his earth, he's like the president of the United States also, which I thought was really oh cool. Well, um, but they they were saying it seems that they're going towards it's just Clark Kent, which is totally fine. Um, but I don't think it's as interesting as it could be, which is kind of a bummer. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it still regardless. Mm-hmm. Love that. But yeah. And then for my final headline. I forget who did the online interview, but I watched it the other day. Uh, Andrew Garfield was being interviewed, and he made a very strong point that he has not shown up on set for anything Spider-Man 3 related. However, he was like, yeah, like, I I don't know. I can only speak for myself, but I'm not in it. However, this week, uh, Andrew Garfield's stunt double from the Amazing Spider-Man movies... Uh, was photographed on Instagram, and the person who was tagged for taking the photo was Tom Holland's stunt double. Oh my god! I don't know what that means. And what? Garfield's stunt double has never worked on an MCU project before, so what I thought that a, was really uh, interesting. What a backdoor way of figuring out <laughs> that that's that's a lot. I love that. Isn't that isn't that interesting though? Like I don't know. I was like, huh. 
I love that. That's some good detective work, Jackson. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But yeah. Was, did they ask Andrew Garfield about it or did he unprompted was like, ah, I'm not in Spider-Man. What are you talking about? I never heard of Spider-Man. Um, the, the guy, the guy was like, well, let's just get this Spider-Man three rumors out of the way. And he's like, I literally, like, and he seemed pretty genuine. Like I believed him at first until I was reading about how this stunt double was like taking photos. And I was like, Hmm, interesting. Maybe it's, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Hopefully they're just cameos and not huge parts, but it would be cool to see him. Yeah. Justice for Andrew Garfield. Great. Act. Oh, definitely. <laughs> One of, he's maybe better than Tom Holland, Spider-Man. I don't know. That's tough. And I know that gets a lot of hate. His movies are not good, but no, there's something not. about him as Spider-Man that I just really like. I don't know. Even though everything else around him is just like a, a trash can on fire. Come on, Paul Giamatti as the Rhino. Come on, man. Oh my God, it's there's so many bad things with those movies, but also there's so many like little amazing things, amazing things. Uh, the Amazing Spider-Man. Anyways, those are my headlines. Carter, what are yours? Um, Fry took one of mine, um, the John Mulaney one. I'm glad he did because justice for John Mulaney. We love him. We stand him. Um, we do. My other one is probably one that we all have, and it was the Marvel Stinger mm-hmm. teaser that they released this week, um, which was mm-hmm. like, they basically was a trailer of all of their upcoming projects in this next phase, um, and they gave release dates for all of them, and titles that we did not know about either, yep. and it was lit. I will just run through very briefly, very quickly, the titles and the dates in case anyone out there did not see this lovely little teaser trailer. Black Widow, July 9th, 2021. Booyah. I think we knew that. Shang-Chi, Legend of the Ten Rings, September 3rd, 2021. Uh, that trailer is lit. We all know that already. Um, it looks so good. The Eternals, November 5th, 2021. Which we I don't got think footage we for once. Yeah, yeah, we haven't seen anything from that. Um, Kumail is jacked. I'll just say that. He God, is. looks like a different person. <laughs> Um, Spider-Man No Way Home, December 17th, 2021. Doctor Strange, uh, and the, what is it? Multiverse of Madness, March 25th, 2022. Thor Love and Thunder, May 6th, 2022. Wakanda Forever, which is a title we did not know, right? We didn't know that. such a good title. Yeah, it's so good. Great title. July 8th, 2022. Um, Captain Marvel 2, which is The Marvels. Ooh, November 11th. That's great, too. Because it's, it's talking about uh, Monica Rambeau, who we saw mm-hmm. in uh, WandaVision, WandaVision, and yeah, it's yeah. Uh, Kamala Khan, who we saw, who's going to show up in her Miss Marvel series. All three of them are going to be together, and that's going to be really cool. That's hype. Go women. Um, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, fantastic mm-hmm. title. February it's 17th, so 2023. <laughs> and then Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 3, May 5th, 2023. Fantastic Four movie. To be determined. No, yeah, no no title there. No title. Um, but that's the great. trailer, the teaser trailer itself, like shout out to the graphic department there. All this the title cards look insane. Um and it was great. And they were like, Welcome back to the movies, guys. We're gonna see movies again. So we're getting four Marvel movies this year. So Yeah, on top of the Loki show, like oh Yeah, they're really making the what if show too. Yeah. And we get Hawkeye uh, at the end of this year, I believe. Dang, Gosh, we're getting, it's we're a good a year. 
Jeremy Renner, he's back. <laughs> Shout out. Shout out. Um, so yeah, that was that was mine. I'm excited to be back in a world where like I can expect a Marvel movie to go to the movies and just enjoy it and have fun at the movies again. I like tenant. it. So yeah, uh, that's my news. Does anyone else have anything newsworthy? No, you covered both of mine that I didn't say. Heck I was yeah. going to uh, add one thing to that Marvel thing. Um, Please. Because it's titled uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever, that's just, I think that's an amazing title. Honestly, it's perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw a video that someone on, t- it was on TikTok, and someone was like, oh, like, everyone wants Shuri to be Black Panther, but what if? And they were like, because, like, the Black Panther role is tied to the king a lot of the times, what if because of an off-screen death or something, they separate that rule. Shuri becomes Queen of Wakanda, and then Okoye becomes the Black Panther. Ooh. I think I saw that one, too. She's a badass actress. She's so cool. She played uh, Michonne in The Walking Dead. She's just great. I never know how to pronounce I think, her name. It's like Denai Guerrera. Is that how you pronounce it? Uh, Denai, I honestly... Uh, let me look her up. Yeah, I think it's Denai Guerrera. Got it. Pretty close, yeah. That would be great. I love her. She is, she's very good. She's really role. good. And I think like she's just like she has that power to her and like that yeah. type of performance. I think she'd be really good. I don't know, but I thought that was interesting. Mm-hmm. I just, yeah. and I think I saw that TikTok also. It's a good one. I like uh, being on the TikTok. superhero movie TikTok stuff. It's, it's a good mm-hmm. side of TikTok to be on. You TikTokers. <laughs> anyway, sweet. Uh, that's our news. And uh, we're going to dive into our discussion on Falcon and the winter soldier. After a but quick first. word from our <laughs> sponsor, sponsor. Jackson. Dang it. Oh. And we're back uh, to a segment we like to call, that's just like, uh, you know, your opinion, man. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. Nice. Anyway, Jackson, nice. what are we doing? Lovely. We are going to discuss... We're going to go episode by episode and just talk about our general feelings, uh, maybe theorize for the future and stuff of the the Disney Plus show, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, or as uh, a lot of people call Fat Dubs, for short. Is that what they're calling it? Yeah, like F-A-T, because Falcon and the, and then Winter Soldier, Dubs, Fat Dubs. Wow, I have not heard that, but thank you. I think it's a good one, but anyways. (laughs) Sick. Um, do we want to talk just like general feelings toward the, the show first, or do you want to do an episode by episode breakdown? We could do talk general feelings off the bat. Yeah, I think Carter. What do you think? Into um. Okay, so without getting into the details, when I watched the first episode of of this show, um, we'll get into that um later. I was just kind of it was like it's fine um it's very actiony and it seems like it's gonna be like a like an espionage spy buddy cop thing um which i was totally on board with i think it was fun and maybe it was me coming off of the the high that was wandavision Mm -hmm. and i was expecting something to blow me away um and the first episode didn't do it for me really but then fat dubs Gained some steam <laughs> for me. Yeah. 
And the next four episodes were awesome and really set the show on this, uh, on this track that I liked and I could get behind and took some risks. And then the final episode was just uh, whatever for me. I thought it was fine. Okay. It didn't, didn't blow me away. I thought it was a solid ending. Um, there were things that kind of I was like, uh, okay. Um, but overall, <laughs> it's a solid. It's a solid show with good character development and and an overall pretty good story and some interesting, definitely some interesting ideas and um, motifs that are being thrown in there that I didn't think that Disney or Marvel had the balls to even touch. Yeah. So. I agree. Yeah. So that's in a nutshell for me, this show. I don't know what you boys thought, but that's it for me. Fry, what do you think? Yeah, I really enjoyed this show. Like Carter said, coming off of the high, that was WandaVision. It's uh, hard to keep expectations low. But ever since I watched uh, Kong versus Godzilla, I've learned to go into new stuff and just experience it and don't think about it. <laughs> like so I absolutely loved it and then afterwards I went back and I thought about it and yeah everything that Carter said was right on the nose especially with Marvel and Disney having the balls to talk about all of the racial stuff that they did talk about I was not expecting any of it mm-hmm. agreed I like it Jackson and oh do you have something you want to add Fry? oh sorry Fry didn't mean to cut you off. Uh, I was just going to say I did rewatch um the winter soldier and civil war movies in preparation which i don't know if it was all that consequential but it did make for some fun references yeah 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 i love the captain america trilogy is like my favorite so um it's yeah i like going back and watching those and this feels like a really good addition into that canon within the canon kind of clumping Mm -hmm. of the mcu i don't know i think it i think it pays it well um, I, I agree with you guys on the first episode. I was like really worried about the show, to be honest. I was like, oh, yeah. this feels not as interesting as I thought it was going to be. Um, mm-hmm. The characters didn't meet at all within that episode, which was kind of a bummer. True. Um, and I don't know. Some of the stuff, I don't know. I, I really like the, I love the conversation about race. I did not think they were going to go there because the first episode to me felt like just like a pro-military propaganda piece that like they sometimes do in their movies not always but Mm -hmm. like they definitely did it in phase one and stuff it kind of felt like that and i was like oh no i don't love where this is going and then it like took a hard turn into like really interesting like uh social talking points and like i don't know i really liked i really liked that stuff um as far as the the season finale i liked it way more than you guys apparently um i thought it had some issues for sure but overall i think the finale of this was way more satisfying and like paid off better than like the, the finale of wandavision personally wow i know that's not for everybody i just kind of i think i think the benefit of this show compared to wandavision and we don't have to compare them they're very different they are but very different, i yeah. think everyone took a put the brakes on as far as like theorizing so much for this show because it's not so much of a why doesn't it's not so much of a why done it like uh wandavision is and i think that for that reason it like kind of serviced it it just made me appreciate the show a little bit more because it wasn't so 
there wasn't so many like disappointments i guess through fan theories like that um but yeah Mm -hmm. overall i just really loved it i loved the dynamics between sam and bucky i think they're almost more interesting to watch than uh steve and bucky or like steve and sam I I, i think i just really like them on screen together and they have really good chemistry but yeah that is my yeah. that is my view of the show. Love it. Woohoo. Oh, yeah. Should we dive into episodes here or what? Yeah, let's do it. Um so episode 1 is titled New Oh, I guess I should start off. Uh this is a 6 episode season with uh a budget of 150 million dollars. This is cheaper. I think uh WandaVision was around 300, which is kind of surprising Jeez. um considering. But yeah, uh this one had a much cheaper budget. Um, and it had fewer episodes and the links were longer, which I preferred over the 30 minute WandaVision stuff personally. I don't know about you guys, but yeah, I yeah like I'm all about into... that. Same I'm all about that long content, baby. Yeah, me too. Um, but to yeah, me. episode one is called new world order. And it says, uh, Sam Wilson and Bucky Barnes future lives will be anything but normal. That's the description of the episode. Um, <laughs> <laughs> kind of funny. Basically, all that happens in this episode, it opens with an amazing action set piece of uh, of Falcon, like, working for the U.S. Air Force and, like, tracking down Batroc, the Leaper, who we see in uh, mm-hmm. The Winter Soldier, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's just this very insane, like, aerial coordinated where they actually had, like, those people jumping from the planes and stuff in the flight suits. Like, those were real. Like, they filmed those over a couple of days and stuff. So, like, that stuff was oh, really, sick. really impressive. That is dope. Um, and that I was love a really that. cool scene. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, scene the first lot. ten minutes of that show were just like bonkers, balls to the wall kind of high energy that I really loved. Yeah. And then after that, it <laughs> the breaks went on really hard, <laughs> and we watched Sam try to get a loan, which was really. I mean, it was it was definitely fascinating because like, it's like wow, like it was commentary on like I think black people trying to get loans in general. I thought that was yes. interesting. It's yeah. just very um, bold to put into a pilot episode. To play yeah, and, it, and it's it, not and it shed light, really. and it shed light on something that I thought was really fascinating about how like Sam like saved the universe, and the American government can't like give him some money. Like I don't know. I thought that was kind of wild. Yeah, that yeah. like someone like Sam like I mean, and that's probably that's probably commentary on like like homeless veteran issues and stuff like that. Like there are like a lot of people who do a lot for the sake of the United States or the earth or the universe. And like, they, I don't know they, I guess they just don't get the recognition they deserve at times, which is yeah. pretty wild. But, no, I agree. The first thing I thought of was how it's another commentary. Well, of course the commentary on how black people can't get loans, Yeah. but, uh, how the American government treats its veterans after they come home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah that's, it was, a, that's something the show really handles. Again, as we said, yeah. like Disney and Marvel, like not having the balls to do what they did. Like right off the bat, you can tell that they're in doing so in that scene. Yeah, it may not be the most uh, uh, exciting thing to watch in a pilot episode, but you can tell that when introducing that, that they're going to really tackle some some stuff. So mm-hmm. I appreciate that it was there, but just in the pilot, it yeah. just it slowed it down for me, like you said. But yeah. Um, another thing worth noting is uh, in this show, Sam Wilson lives in Louisiana, uh, which is a retcon. In the comics, he's like a very generic black guy from the Bronx, like from Bronx, the mm-hmm. Bronx. Yeah, the Bronx. I don't know why 
mess it up um <laughs> but like like they kind of it's really messed up his like story his comic book origins are just very very stereotypical um which is kind of a bummer uh but luckily like they retconned it and they retconned it in an interesting way because they just based it off of uh the actor's background like he's from louisiana anthony mackie is so they just That's like cool. like yeah we can put it that. here which is like pretty cool i liked that a lot um and yeah. it was, i thought it was cool to see his family and like his like his sister and his nephews, I thought that was an interesting background too. Better or worse than seeing Hawkeye's family in Age of Ultron. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, cool. And then uh, for this for this episode too, we also got to see Bucky at therapy, which I, I'm curious what you guys thought about that. I um I thought it was interesting. Um, I liked the path that I guess he starts on in the show. I like the setup that he's trying to close old wounds, but he's doing it Mm -hmm. in maybe not the most productive way or fulfilling way. Yeah. And then I like that transition into him with this. I, I, the, the relationship with him and the old man is kind of just strange. Um, I was expecting a bigger payoff of that i mean i get what they were doing there with it but it was uh interesting but same with like the girl like the date he went on and stuff i really thought that was gonna be like his arc and like they barely touched on it which was interesting. he just showed up and like drank all their beer and left and (laughs) i was like oh that's a bummer of a day they played battleship didn't they they played battleship and he yeah they did was like oh i gotta go (laughs) um so tough. Maybe he'll find love. I don't know. Let's have a Bucky rom-com. Anyway. Bucky was really interesting, too, because he is, like, a, definitely a commentary of, like, a soldier with, like, PTSD and stuff. Right. And at, at, it's so funny. Like, uh, at one point in the episode, you see him, like, waking up on the floor. And I thought that was so weird. And I was like, wait a minute. He can't afford a bed. Like, this dude is broke. <laughs> like, he doesn't need I was more, like, oh, man. man. That's, like, wild. Um, one, yeah. A, a parallel I saw. Or maybe not a parallel callback is in the Winter Soldier when Steve and Sam first meet. Uh, Sam talks about how the bed is too soft. You feel like you're gonna fall right yeah, into it, right through the true. floor. So, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good yeah, because we egg. we forget. Not only was Bucky the Winter Soldier, but Bucky served in World War II. I mean, oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's not nothing. He also served in every other war, but as the bad guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as a brain-controlled co- bad guy. Um, yeah. yeah. Is that everything we want to talk about in episode one? Uh, real uh, yeah. quick. Yeah. I wish I wish you guys could have seen my face the first time that Sam's nephews called him Uncle Sam. <laughs> because like, I like- love wholesome... Wholesome relationships with They were kids. so awkward. I loved it. They were so weird. And Did you... when they called him Uncle Sam and my brain put one and one together, it was, <laughs> it was incredible. Did, did you point at this? Were you the Leonardo DiCaprio meme? Did you point at the screen? You were like, yeah, oh, I did actually. America. <laughs> um, other than that, I mean, then that we also get introduced to, is this where we get introduced to the Flag Smashers? In the first episode, yeah, we get we get briefly introduced to the flag smashers, um, which we can talk about later. I guess they don't yeah, really we'll do much that. in this episode, um, and it, it, the episode ends with a good stinger of uh, 
the uh, reveal of the new Captain America, which was pretty interesting. Oh, Would yeah. you guys? I thought it was funny because like the the actor, it's uh, Wyatt Russell. He's amazing, really good actor. And yeah. I just felt bad because everyone was just like hating on him so hard. Like the <laughs> actor, they were like making fun of how the actor looks, and I was like, oh man, it's not that deep, guys. But um, yeah. yeah. But I was uh, yeah. pissed. Thankfully, guess... he is not on social media. So. Good for him. Like at all, like <laughs> any of them. Great for him. I guess that isn't that is yeah that is something that's introduced in the first episode is that Sam gives up the shield. Mm-hmm. And I guess Don Cheadle's there for a hot minute, huh? Yeah, he's just he like, isn't there. What up? I thought he was cool. What up, man? Why didn't you keep the shield? Screw you. Anyway, see ya. <laughs> I loved it. But yeah, that's episode one, I think. Booyah. Mm-hmm. Then uh, episode two is uh, the Star Spangled Man. And the description says, John Walker is named Captain America and Sam and Bucky team up against a rebel group. Um, so this is the first time where uh, Sam and Bucky finally reunite. It's pretty pretty great. It's funny. They have good chemistry off the bat, even though they like hate each other. I don't buy it so much. I think they love each other secretly. Mm-hmm. But uh, cute. Um, yeah, we see the Flag Smashers again. And what do you guys think of the Flag Smashers? What's your vibe of them? Um, uh, f- you go ahead, Fry. Let me form my thought. Oh, okay. <laughs> um at first i was really buying into their whole thing um about you know well flag smashers they don't really want countries yeah or borders or anything and i was kind of digging that but you know the more they talked about what they actually wanted and how they were doing it it just started rubbing me the wrong way yeah yeah, uh, yeah can I say, um, I got some some of these vibes from Sam and Bucky in episode two. Uh, that old vine, uh, two bros chilling in a hot tub. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I felt like they were acting. Uh, is that yeah. the one? Where, is this the episode where they tumble on top of each other off yeah. of the truck? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> can I? They, just, yeah. I I was just screaming. I was going kiss. Do it. <laughs> I. I I would have, I would think that would have been sick. Actually, I don't, I don't know. Uh, and it was kind of queer baity, uh, as far as like uh, the show's hinting at a, uh, maybe a relationship or like chemistry between them, that uh, didn't really seem to pan out. But I kind of wish that it would. That would have been really fascinating. Um, uh, Fry, going off of what you were saying about uh, how you agreed with them until like, you kind of didn't. Uh, that's it's an interesting trope I see. A lot of the times, like it happens in Korra, the Legends of Korra, the Avatar mm-hmm. spinoff, where there is a, a character who who is considered the villain. Same thing with Black Panther too, um, um, where they have really good points and they're like a lot of times leftist ideologies. And mm-hmm. the writers realize that it's a good idea, but they need them to be bad. So they'll just make them go too far and start killing people <laughs> because like yeah. they're like, well... We need to maintain, we need to make the hero look good. So we're just going to like make them go way too far. And like, I don't mm-hmm. know. I just thought that was like, interesting. Like, especially Zaheer in season three. Well, I didn't get to that season, but I was thinking of season one, the one I watched. Oh, Spoiler. Okay. Well, <laughs> oops. It, it, oops. It happens. It happens again in season three. Really? <laughs> Dang. That's a bummer. But um, yeah, I think, I don't know. I think well, they were very <laughs> subpar 
group just of watch the show jackson I'll, I'll check out the show. <laughs> no season Brian, three you, is or... spectacular sorry okay, okay. I'll, I'll check it back out to, i'll check it out all right back to fat dubs <laughs> um carter what'd you think of the flag smashers I agree with I agree with both of you um, that I I mean the whole time I was really I got what they were going for what the, like what their end goal was but the whole time I was confused about what they were doing to achieve it yeah um, mm-hmm. it was very and I was kind of okay with it because I really honestly I didn't even really care um, especially in episode two <laughs> I was fine with not even knowing because that scene on the top of the truck was like maybe one of my favorite parts of the show. Like it was fine. It was a good that high octane choreography. And then like the new captain America shows up and yeah. Battlestar. Battlestar. <laughs> yeah. Sick name, name. Honestly, sick name. Um, um, so that sequence was really cool. And I liked the whole, I liked the, what's his name? John Walker. I like that character arc so much. Um, in this show, I think it is done really well in it in the first th- three or four episodes that he's in, and then it falls off the wagon in the finale, which we'll get to. But I like what is happening in here, in here with um, with the between Bucky and Sam and Battlestar and John. I like yeah when they're in the back too. of the mm-hmm. truck, the back and forth. Like you're gonna need me, and they're like, "Buzz off, nerd." And that was good. <laughs> That's that's what I got from that episode. I really liked John Walker's arc a lot too. I think it ended a little weird. I like that he saved. I mean, we'll. I mean, we're kind of jumping to episode six for a second. I like that we're supposed to hate him, and he is in the wrong in almost every way. Um, but also at the same time, like a lot of it's like, well, he was chosen to do a job, and he's kind of just doing the job. So it's like not entirely his fault. We kind of just hate him because he took the mantle, mm-hmm. even though like someone gave it to him. Like, it's not really his fault. Um, yeah. but he has like ego issues that I think are pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, and the commentary yeah. of him, like kind of riding the coattails of like his like black wife and his black friend to like get to this position, uh, and like kind of surpassing like the black, uh, next, the next in line black character who would have taken the mantle. I think that's really interesting. And like, there's definitely mm-hmm. a commentary there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also, I mean, and we'll get to this later too. Like, even when he kills somebody, his punishment, even though he has like the serum in him later in the show is like not even nearly as bad as, uh, Isaiah Bradley, who we'll get into later. Like, it's just very interesting, like a commentary on his whiteness and what punishments go with him, even though he did some like horrid stuff in the show. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think his, I think his arc in the ending was like a little weird just because like he saved those people, which was totally cool. Um, he should still go to jail probably. <laughs> um, and the fact that he was just doing like quippy stuff and quoting Abe Lincoln at the end just like felt weird to me. I don't know. What, what about you, Fry? Yeah. What do you think about John Walker? Um, yeah, I thought I was really rooting for John Walker in the beginning. It wasn't until I was skipping ahead a little bit, but episode three, when he finally says, okay, so you guys won't work with me. Stay the, stay the hell out of my way. Yeah. Yeah. That was the real turning point for me. Uh, one thing that I saw was that I thought was interesting was how, uh, Dr. Erskine chose how, how he chose Steve in the first Avenger. And he tells him, he's like, you are, I'm choosing you not because you're a good soldier or the perfect soldier, but a good man. 
And yeah. we see that John Walker is the perfect soldier and Sam Wilson is the good man. And I thought that was I like really that. cool. And also the the Captain America suit, I don't know why they went so differently with John Walker's suit. I'll but tell you why. The lack of white, like the white on the American flag stands for purity and you know, there's no white on John Walker's oh, that's suit. That's interesting. Because mm. he's not he's not pure, but we'll get to that. Do you want to know why it looks like that though? Yeah. Yes. It is his comic US agent outfit that we see in the very finale where it's all black. Like it's that suit, uh, but just blue. Which okay. is kinda interesting. But yeah, I think I think the suit looked kinda sick, to be honest. I kinda I kinda liked it. Yeah. But I like yeah, I like how it looked too. Yeah. Um, all right. Is that everything for episode two? I, I think, think so. Maybe? I can't think of anything. Um could we talk about actually at the very end of episode two? When they first go to Baltimore to see Isaiah Bradley. Yeah. Okay, and was that in this episode? Yeah, it was at the very end. Okay. And they uh like they get stopped by the police in Isaiah's neighborhood. Yeah. Which, you know, tons of comment commentary right there, like the over policing yeah. of black neighborhoods. Like they the were already filing. there in that Yeah. Oh yeah, because at the end of this episode, that's when like the that therapist is the comes in and with with sam and bucky in the interrogation room right and they do their whole mm-hmm. they like touch crotches or something there and yeah that's what happens guys i'm not just saying that they get really close to each other and they're like okay we'll do this there's thing chemistry we'll never see each other again but mm-hmm. then you know that's not gonna happen Ooh. anyway yeah that was that was yeah. crazy that's when i when that police scene happened i was like oh they're not messing around. Like they're really. Yeah, just gonna, I was they, not expecting. Yeah, that. they're going for it. Well, especially because that's this is when we're introduced to Isaiah Bradley, who right. is, in my opinion, the most interesting aspect of the show in many ways. Um, yeah. Yeah. For those who don't know, Isaiah Bradley was a part of the Super Soldier program after Steve, um, or maybe even like a little bit before. But basically, uh, they gave the serum to a bunch of. Uh, black soldiers without telling them what it was which is an interesting commentary on the tuskegee uh thing that they did where they injected Mm -hmm. a bunch of black people with syphilis and then tell them it was syphilis and they just like died from it while they monitored them very dark um stuff you know um and and this like only he was like one of the few survivors he may have been the only survivor of the program um and after he did his military service like and arguably maybe did more than Steve Rogers did during World War II, like as far as like actual on-the-ground missions and stuff. Um, they imprisoned I, him and did a bunch I, of experiments on him, which is like I, so sad. Yeah. I think that Isaiah Bradley was after Steve because, he was. because I okay. think he served in Vietnam or Korea and not World yeah. War II. Okay, okay, that's what it was then. All right. Yeah, well, I think he also he's, maybe did like he's an old though, guy, right? but he's not like a hundred. That's he's okay. not hundred and six gotcha, like gotcha. Stephen Bucky. Well, he is old though. He's like yeah, no, yeah, was, he's still okay. old. Yeah, he's like pretty old. Um, yeah, his stuff, his stuff is so sad. Um, I I don't know about you guys, but he like brought me to tears like multiple times during this show. I don't know how you guys felt about that, but yeah, and it's really powerful. Is it in this episode where he like says to them like to Sam like you're still you think you're one of us? Or it's something like that. He's like you think you're a black man, but you're 
you're just serving them. He says something to that. He's like, I can read a quote fact. from him. He's that's like, wild. Oh, hit, hit me with a quote. I love quotes. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's this episode, but he goes, they will never let a black man be Captain America. And even yeah. if they yeah. did, no self-respecting black man would ever want to be. And that is just, whew, that's, that is like that's the theme like, of the show. Yeah. I was about like to say perfectly summed up. If you take anything away from this show, it's, it's that. So yeah. And totally. yeah, it's really interesting. Yeah. And like, like during that time he talks about like, you know, how Steve was like the perfect, like blue eyes blonde hair like like he literally mentions that stuff and it's like really fascinating and obviously like he's right in like a lot of ways and man he's just a tragic tragic story and uh also i should mention uh we see his grandson eli uh who is uh in the comics this character named patriot which once again uh supports the theory that all of the young avengers are slowly being introduced so that's pretty cool. But yeah, yeah, we've got um, we've got Eli Bradley. We've got Wanda's two kids. Mm-hmm. We right? potentially have a young Loki coming up. Potentially, um, oh, who like a kid version of Loki's on the show. We have Kate Bishop. Wow. We have Stature, which is Ant Man's daughter, now grown up. And Ooh, interesting. Uh, I think, and then we have Ironheart and uh, Miss Marvel, who may show up, which is cool. Hype. So. Yeah, super hype. It's going to be really cool. I'm really looking forward to it. And then on top of that, there's this character named Hulkling, who is a scroll, who we might get in the uh, Scroll Wars or Secret Wars, uh, Sam Jackson show. So there's a lot to look out yeah. there. Okay, moving on yeah. to episode three Power, Bre- Power Breaker. Is that what it's called? Bro- yes, Power it Broker. Yeah. Uh, I want to say I wrote it down right, but maybe autocorrected. It's either Power Breaker or Power Broker. Um, but, anyways. <laughs> Uh, The description is Sam and Bucky go to a criminal safe haven to find information about the super soldier serum. Um, In this episode, I believe it opens with them freeing Baron Zemo out of prison, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Go ahead and give a spoiler that Zemo is my favorite part of this show. He's Um, great. He is incredible. (laughs) Daniel Bruhl. Is that the actor's name? Uh Uh-huh. He, uh, gosh, he's great. I have not seen him in a bad thing, and I've seen him. In uh, have you seen Have you things. seen the Cloverfield Paradox? Uh, no, which is why I haven't seen him in a bad. Well, thing. Well, don't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> cool. I've seen him in this and all the Marvel stuff and Rush, which is an awesome movie. Um, huh. and he plays a race car driver uh, with Chris Hemsworth. Oh, look at that, Marvel. Anyway, you know um, what's funny about that? What he is. speaking of him playing a race car driver? Uh, he voices Lightning McQueen in the German dub of Cars. That well, is amazing. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> I so, looked yeah. up Daniel Bruhl because I was really interested in him because I couldn't nail his accent. He's and like, it turns out this dude speaks like seven languages yeah, and was he's raised very in like talented. many different countries. Yeah, yeah he's um, great. But yeah, I just want to say that he is so fun as kind of like this show's Loki a little bit. Like he's just mm-hmm. like kind of mischievous and he's like, oh, what's he going to do? And I liked him a lot. I like his character a lot. And I'm glad he's, spoiler alert, he's not dead. I'm glad they didn't kill him. He's really and interesting love, too. Oh, go on. I was just going to say something silly. I love that Marvel posted an hour loop of him dancing in yes. Magic is so good. Have so I watched good. it all? Yes. 
um i was just gonna say i think it's interesting too how they revamped his character a little bit more adding the fact that he's a baron and like really rich which we did not know previously um and we see his butler which is cool he's got like he's got kind of like the the bruce wayne lifestyle um Mm -hmm. and like then you have i think this is the episode where you have the plane conversation of them talking Mm -hmm. about uh uh marvin gay is that who they're talking about Yeah. yeah yeah trouble man yeah, the trouble man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like, <laughs> then you just have Zemo being like, it perfectly enca- encapsulates the black experience in America. And he's like, I hate him, but he's. And Sam's like, I hate him, but he's right. Like this is this is he's out of line, wild. but he's right. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> yeah, the 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 play the play between the three of them is is so good. Like, that's why like episodes three and four, in my opinion, are like the strongest episodes in the. Yeah, they were good. Um, and then we, yeah, we go to, what's the place called again? You just said it. Fred. Madripoor. Madripoor, which is a whole new place that we, that we have not seen yet in the MCU. And apparently it's like a pretty important place, which is cool. Um, and then is this where we're introduced to Sharon Carter also? Yeah. Well. Uh, yeah. She's back. And guess what? She doesn't have an iPhone. You know what that means, guys? She's, She's, She's bad. I oh, hate that. I learned geez. that trick. <laughs> ever since someone pointed it pointed it out in knives out that the bad guys weren't allowed to wear or weren't allowed to use iphones i hate it i hate that i know that now because now you'll just know <laughs> if they're bad or not you're never gonna so. be surprised ever again yeah mm-hmm. it's funny too because they treated it like it was a huge reveal and it didn't really turn out to be everyone was kind of like oh yeah it's probably her right like i don't know like i feel like people caught <laughs> on to that pretty quickly even when um, it happened in episode six, not to get ahead of ourselves, but even when it happened, like I was like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, I did not. I, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't care in the slightest who the power broker was, to be completely honest. Um, and when it was revealed, I was like, "Okay." I think that's probably just because I didn't care about the villains at all, like I had said before. But yeah, anyway, maybe she's gonna do something big later on. But I don't know. I was like, hmm, I hope "Interesting." So. I'd give her some power. Anyway, maybe um, she'll be the villain for Cap Four. Ooh. Maybe, yeah, that is confirmed. That that could be interesting for sure. Um, also, in this episode, they go and track down this guy who's making the super serum, the super soldier serum, uh, in those mm-hmm. like crates and stuff, which is pretty cool. And Daniel Bruhl, not Daniel Bruhl, Zemo, uh, shoots him, which is fascinating because he says something along the lines of like this serum is dangerous it like essentially will make you a fascist if you take it which is pretty interesting way of looking at it um and that's when they have the conversation of like well what about steve and he was like well yeah he is he is a pretty perfect guy i'll give you that one which is kind of funny um (laughs) but uh yeah what else what else happens in this episode i'm trying to think of what else goes on does he have the big uh this isn't when they have the huge fight scene in the crates is it or is that this episode? yeah yeah i'm pretty sure it's this one yeah it uh, is. Then yeah, it's it's lit. Uh, yeah, and Sharon Carter down. goes. Yeah. Sharon goes just ape on everyone. <laughs> yeah, she kills yeah. so many people. <laughs> and they're just hanging out and they're talking to this guy. Yeah. She was really impressive in that episode. I almost wondered if she had taken the the serum, the serum? herself. Oh, that would be really but, interesting, actually. What if that, that's the case and they never? It's like a secret yeah. kind of. That could be a cool reveal later down the road. We didn't um, see her like do 
outstanding feats of strength or anything yeah. but it was definitely impressive what she did maybe she was holding back on purpose you maybe, never know maybe um what's interesting about her character is I, I think the power broker is like just another person in the comics and their whole thing mm-hmm. is that they give power superpowers to people kind of like what she did with the super soldier serum but i just thought her character was really fascinating how whenever she helped them out during civil war she had to basically leave the country because she was going to be arrested for like several years for doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I thought it was really interesting how she's like an art collector, like bad. She's cool. Like she is really cool in this show. I will say um, mm-hmm. like way better. Her, I think her character is like way more interesting than what it was in the movies so far. So I'm kind of glad we're moving her character in a more interesting direction along with that. So agreed. Yeah, I agree. Sweet. Episode four, the whole world is watching. Uh, the whole world is watching. John Walker loses patience with Sam watching. and Bucky as they learn more about Carly Morgenthau. That's her last name. Oh, wow. We haven't mentioned Carly yet. We have not. Talk I about her. am in love with Aaron Kellyman. Fry <laughs> uh, All right. Episode five. Anyway. <laughs> Um, is yeah, this, this the one uh, where this this episode ends with the bloody shield, right? Yeah, yes, this was the best yes, it episode, does. in my opinion. That's um, the best ending. That was wild. Hands down, the yeah. most like gory scene too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that of, was, like, I think maybe that's anything the, in the MCU. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like, I don't think we've ever seen blood before, like that at least. Have we? No, like we've seen like the heroes a little bit bloodied up like during fights and stuff yeah but never anything like that like that and the symbolism behind it oh it was wild i loved it um yeah yeah we can start strong. from the beginning now um basically they this is where they're hunting down carly and mm-hmm. uh and because oh, carly of, yeah go on at the at the end of episode three io mm-hmm. shows up and talks to bucky Oh yeah, yeah. So true. The, okay, yeah. the Dora Milaje are there now. Okay, so in this episode, this is where they come and try to arrest. Um, this is where they try to uh, try to arrest Zemo, and okay. at the same time, this is where uh, John Walker and Battlestar are there too, and they get their butts whooped by the Dora, mm-hmm. Dora yeah. Milaje. That stuff was awesome. I loved that. It pissed him off yeah. a lot. He was he was like. <laughs> I mean, it was kind of one of those things where you don't have to say it. Like, it's more of a show, don't tell. But he was like, they don't even have powers. And I was like, okay, well, we didn't need that line. But that is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we could tell he was pissed by it. And, like, it was an extra layer of, like, oh, wow. Like, yeah. But they, he had to say yeah. it, too, which was kind of funny. And it's um, the catalyst to get him to yeah. take the serum later in the episode. Because I think Carly, because she has, like, the remaining serum. Is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah, she has because all, all the serum the is gone except for the briefcase of serum. Yeah. Right. Um, and then that's where like uh, he runs into them eventually. Uh, Zemo escapes through the sewer, which is cool, and we don't oh. see him for a couple more episodes. But then, um, this is where we see the fight with John Walker and Carly. He gets uh, all of all of the vials except for one breaks, and he hides that in his pocket. He's like, they got away, and all that. But I think. Is that where is that after they talk like Sam tries to talk to Carly at the funeral? Uh yes. yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sam tries to reason with her and is like, I support your cause, but you're going about it the wrong way. Yeah. 
And this is cool because yeah. we get to see him kind of uh, do his counseling thing that we've seen him do uh, yeah. in, in the Winter Soldier. Like, he was a counselor oh, for yeah. uh, veterans. Uh, and I thought mm-hmm. that was really cool. And we really get to see his skills in talking to people work really well there. And I thought that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, uh, and then there's there's consequence, too, in this episode because, like, our guy Battlestar bites the dust. Yeah. I guess before we get there really quick, we should talk about um, – John Walker has already secretly taken the serum and then he sits down with Battlestar and he's like, would you take the serum? And he's like, oh yeah, a hundred percent. Which I is... don't think he, this is just nitpicking, but I don't, I think he took it after that. You think he took it right after that conversation? Yeah. Like okay. after they, uh, I guess we don't so know what that, I right? think they did was like, they're hunting down Carly and the flag smashers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then John and Lamar get separated. Yeah. And right. he's like, they they captured Lamar, and I think that's when he took the serum. Okay, you think because he then, it right then? Yeah, because uh, then Sam sees him just like throwing people through yeah. walls and stuff. The he's reveal. Like, what did you do? Yeah, the reveal of him having the serum is so wild. It took me like probably a couple seconds too many to figure it out, but I was like, <gasps> no way! Like this is wild, and he was just like <laughs> a scary dude. Like because this is after <laughs> Battlestar's killed, where we kind of see it mm-hmm. like really start to happen and yeah. man that death was hard i really liked that yeah. that actor and the character was good yeah r.i.p um, battlestar poor guy poor dude he poor honestly out. did nothing wrong honestly he was just he was a good guy but um but yeah then that's when we see john walker chase down with his super soldier serum one of the guys and the guy's like it wasn't me it wasn't me because carly was the one who killed him right who killed battlestar yeah she pushed yeah. him into the pillar or whatever and yeah he, he just died wild went, um Oops. yeah and then uh john just like freaking yeah like he's in the town square like everyone's around and he's just beating this dude up and like Gosh. kills him and then he just stands up with the shield and like it's covered in blood oh why the music like the music they play over that too like it's like kind of scary you're just like yeah, oh. yeah. and then i went to bed what <laughs> it was an insane day for me but yeah Th- yeah that episode was maybe the best one um like that one was so favorite. good it's my favorite yeah mm-hmm. it's definitely a top contender and then um episode five should we just move on to that unless we have anything else yeah. you want to say there is uh i just wanted to say about john killing that guy is like they didn't show exactly what he did like we just assumed he just like beat him to death with the shield I imagine but, he decapitated him, honestly. Yeah, that's what... At first, I thought, like, oh, no, he didn't decapitate him. He just... He probably just, like, crushed his lungs and ribs. And he then I watched it again. I was like... He or decapitated him. It was probably really yeah. violent. And then I... Yeah, I watched it again. I was like, there's not really any damage on his torso. So he <laughs> yeah. definitely went for the head. <laughs> yeah. It's so violent. Oh, man. Um, and then next episode, uh, episode five, Truth, John Walker faces consequences for his actions. Sam and Bucky return to the United States. This opens, I believe, with the Bucky-Sam versus John Walker fight with him with the yes. Super Soldier Serum. It's yeah. so intense. It's awesome. It's electric. Um, it is. And, like, I mean, John Walker kind of wipes him for a, for a good portion of it. Like, it's, yeah, he does. Yeah. yeah. Like, he, like, rips off Sam's wings and, like, basically decommissions him. And, like, oh, it's so crazy. Mm-hmm, it's yeah. such a, yeah, it's such a good fight. And then, there was, uh, oh, go yeah. 
I was just going to say there was a moment for Sam and Bucky where John is on top of them and he looks like he's going to do the same thing to them. Yeah. Like cave their head in with the shield and then he gets tackled off of them. He probably would like, Yeah, I thought that John was – he was not justified in killing that guy. Yeah. But he was angry because that guy killed – or because Lamar just died. Yeah. But Sam and Bucky didn't have anything mm-hmm. to do to make him angry. Right. He was so just that like was, the deep end there. Yeah, that's when I – that was the final straw for me with Walker. You were like, yeah, oh, maybe fun. you still got – I can see the good side and the bad side. But then you're like, oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shoot. I think um, they do a good job of portraying all the characters as – like no one's black and white or mm-hmm. good and bad. It's all gray characters. Yeah, yeah. I think no. I think John Walker is more morally bad. Like I think I do think he's like a bad yeah. guy, but he's definitely like it's so funny like Zemo is like arguably a way worse dude like on like mm-hmm. just looking at like the rap sheets and stuff, but like we love Zemo this season. We're like, "Oh yeah, he's <laughs> the best. He's great." Yeah. Even though like he's probably like on paper way 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 worse. Uh, oh yeah. But mm-hmm. yeah. But I just I thought that was interesting. But yeah, John Walker is definitely like not a great dude. But I do love that they go out of their way to make him an ambiguous character. And I think he's gonna he's gonna end up being worse Mm -hmm. as it goes on and on. Like they're gonna make him like a bad guy. Yeah. I um I have I have a big question about this episode, and I'll let you know when it happens when we get to it. But just warning you, it's coming. Um, I think after this, uh, they fly back to the United States, and this is where we see John Walker get stripped of his title of Captain America. Tough. Mm-hmm. And he's basically he makes he makes this like he approaches the stand and he's like, "I'm just doing what you guys told me to do." Like yeah. he's like, which is honestly like true, you know? It's yeah. like he is kind of just doing what he was told, even though he. The so, only the only reason he yeah. got decommissioned is because he got caught on camera doing what he was told, you know? Exactly. Like, I really don't think they would have cared uh, as long as it wasn't on tape and he wasn't, like, holding the shield and stuff, you know? Like, it was right. more about the symbol at that point and branding. Body cam footage? Hello? <laughs> Symbolism? It's yeah. exactly what uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus said to him. Like, hey, I would have killed him, too. They're just <laughs> mad because you got caught. Oh, my God. We need to talk about her. Whenever she showed yeah, up, here's I was like, my, uh, what the hell? <laughs> here's my big question of the episode. Okay. Um, what? <laughs> when Julia Louise Dreyfus showed up, I like had to I paused the show because I was like, <laughs> what on earth yeah. is going on? And she had a purple streak in her hair. And yeah. I was like, um, Elaine, what's going on? So in, <laughs> s- try to in explain that to me. So for, I don't know much about her character. I forget what her character is called. She's like a spy like lady. Carmen Valentina. Mc- yeah, something like that. Daniel she has McBride. like a title of like. <laughs> <laughs> she has like a title of like Mother Hydra or something like that at one point. But like they probably oh. won't go that route with her character. Um, and in the comic, she has like a she's like kind of like the femme fatale to Nick Fury, which is interesting. Um, okay. But in this, I feel like she's going to be, like, the person recruiting for, like, the Thunderbolts, maybe, which is kind of a uh, Marvel version of the Suicide Squad run by Thunderbolt Ross. And I think that's maybe what they're doing with uh, U.S. Agent at the end of Episode 6. But I'm not for sure. 
But if I had to guess, that's w- probably what's happening. But I'm not 100% sure. on that. It was Julia um, Louis-Dreyfus' character's name is Valentina Allegra de Fontaine. I love I it. I think it's like <laughs> Countess Allegra... I Countess Valentina Allegra de Fontaine. It was just she like... gave the off moment... Jeff Goldblum vibes, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> the moment she showed up and left, I was like, that's that's someone I'm probably supposed to know. Um, but yeah, I had I don't, no yeah. idea what she was doing there. Yeah, I, I had like, to look yeah, her up. I was like, who is this? <laughs> yeah, I was just so. like, okay, I'm sure I don't need to know that for this series. <laughs> I'm sure that's setting up something big later on, but give me back to some bromance with Bucky and... Yeah, what else happens yeah. in this episode? I'm trying to think of. This they is where their, they turn they over the Zemo. Talk. They turn over yes. Zemo, and they have the big talk when they're. Yes. This is like the big training montage too. Right? It's when so good. Yes, the training Sam, montage is so fun. Sam's running around and throwing the shield yeah. around, but him and Bucky have that that really heart powerful heart. conversation. Yeah. yeah, at the end of the episode. And do they um, also talk? Does he also talk to um, Isaiah? in this episode or is, is that just season episode yeah, six I, he, he has no, another I talk think, with them this one right yeah it's either this episode or episode five but i th- i well yeah episode, I, we're on episode five truth um oh, i think this is me. the i think this is when he tells them that that quote, that quote you said earlier. yeah that's what i was thinking because yeah. in episode mm-hmm. six is when like they yes. make amends and they yes. take yes. him to yes. the yes. museum and everything yeah yeah so yeah, I thought that that conversation was really good. The you had Bucky like passing the shield to Sam, being like, "You are worthy of this." I thought that was really cool. Um, yeah. And then you had Sam give Bucky some like really tough love, as far as like mm-hmm. you need to like just get over this stuff. Kind of like he's like, "I'll help you through it. Like we'll get through it." But mm-hmm. like you're 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 doing it in the wrong way. It's like you're not. He he was basically like you're you're doing it selfishly in a way that's not actually like allowing you to heal which i thought was fascinating um yeah, and basically he inspired him to rip the band-aid off for his uh friend whose son he killed you know um which was basically great and a, then basically a big screw you to the therapist who yeah didn't do her job very well i guess <laughs> yeah she didn't she wasn't great for him i don't think unfortunately yeah. but anyway. hey <laughs> um and this is also is. where we get zemo being turned into the dormilaje and the mysterious yeah. briefcase for uh, Sam that is uh, going to be the suit, which is super hyped. It's from Wakanda, which is really cool. And we'll get into it in a little bit. But yeah, I think that's everything in episode five, maybe. Oh, and then we, much, we learn yeah. that uh, Carly is going to go to a uh, super, like the, the, uh, the, the GRC thing. summit. Yeah, yeah, the summit. And they're going to vote on basically having everyone who has blipped back. Uh, to have them just be like displaced <laughs> and like screw them mm-hmm. over royally, which sucks. I can or... tell you the end of episode because we're about to go into episode six. Yeah. The end of episode five when they break into the GRC. And I hate it when it happens in movies when like the bad guys quote hijack a place and all the lights yeah. turn red and evil. <laughs> and That's that, so moment, true. I, that moment I knew that I wasn't going to love the finale. That's um, fair. <laughs> so anyway, I just want to preface that before we get into it. I like a lot of things in the finale, but. I, we'll I like a lot of things in the finale that I think totally brush over all the bad stuff, to be completely okay. honest. It, for, it makes me forgive Perfect. all of the, the nonsense That's fair. with uh, That's fair. Carly. Okay. I'll take it. 
episode six, we get the new Captain America. Wow. The title is uh, One World. And it's uh, One World, One People. As the Flag Smashers escalate their efforts, Sam and Bucky take action. And boy, do they. Boy, do they. (laughs) What do you guys think about Captain America? Oh, um, wow. First of all, I love the new suit. It looks so so good. good. (laughs) It looks hype. And if it's from... If it's from Wakanda, his wings are vibranium now, right? Like yeah. it has to be. I think it was implied, yeah. probably. Yeah. Yeah. They look Which sick. Is, yeah. It is cool. His entrance is cool too. Like everything about Sam as Captain America is is very nice. Um, yeah. And yeah, um, I I have nothing bad to say about Captain America. Like I love everything about Sam. And I love everything about Bucky in this. Um, just the, it, it was very an underwhelming battle for me. Um, mm-hmm. As far as like with uh, Carly. Yeah. It just seemed yeah, like fair. all this buildup and all of the great things that the show was doing. And then it just ended up that, you know, really pretty inconsequential that we just like shot her at the end um that's fair i don't know it was very underwhelming very underwhelming for me um but i liked but i i like all the sam stuff like all the sam stuff flying around like in the helicopter him using the the helicopter saving scene is one of the coolest things i've ever seen in the mcu to be completely honest like that's maybe my favorite saving moment of anything in the mcu where he has to like scan to see like let's see if anyone in there's a pilot like yeah that, that's that so cool. sick that was cool mm-hmm. i did like it was that. so good and then like him using the shield while he's flying was really cool yeah oh yeah was... all of this all of and sam's Red Wing. battle stuff with us with the shield in the air is so great it's, it works it really good. well um and then like red wing doing all the cool stuff too which we haven't really talked about but like his red little wing. like backpack <laughs> jet that like ejects and does cool stuff for him Ugh, so cool i loved it um yeah i agree with you that like bucky doesn't really have much to do in this episode which is fine um and carly's plan is just pretty boring um yeah she gets killed by sharon sharon yes Mm -hmm. and this is after batrock dies also i think this is also when we discovered This is when we also discovered that she is the power broker. The right? power that broker. Whole, and that's right, right. It's a very yeah. short reveal. And then she immediately yeah. kills both of them. And then that's yes. it. Nobody knows that she's the power broker now. Like it, every, it tied up kind of nicely, which is interesting. Yeah, good for her. Um, power too. Yeah, she has like U.S. citizenship at the very end of the show. Um, mm-hmm. She's fascinating. Real, I'm curious to see what they do with her. I'm sure they're just planting real seeds. Real girl boss energy. Oh, real yeah. Girl boss. Yeah. <laughs> And that's also in that battle, John John Walker gets his redemption somewhat. Yeah, um, I don't know how I feel of. about it. I'm glad. No, I thought that that's when I was kind of like, uh, okay, I really wish he wouldn't have. Personally, I wish he wouldn't have saved that van. Like, it would have been I interesting thought, if he didn't. I thought yeah. it would have been more, yeah, interesting to. I thought character. it was kind of cheap. I don't. I don't yeah. really feel like that was earned. 
I don't think it was either. And for all the risks that the show was taking, like that would have been one that would have paid off if he just had, had gone bad there and mm-hmm. wouldn't have saved them. And if he regretted it later, that would have been awesome. But or if he stayed back, either way, I yeah, it didn't sit well with me. But. I think I think the truck saving scene is earned enough. It's kind of like oh well, maybe he shouldn't be like pursuing for revenge. I think that's fine. I don't mm-hmm. like that that everybody was buddy buddy with him at the end. I did not like that. I thought yeah. I felt yeah. like that part was what wasn't deserved. Like I think he can have redeeming moments, but he's still like a very flawed dude that needs to like face legal action. Like I don't know. Absolutely. I I, I thought I thought the like him and Bucky's rapport was like pretty unearned and like odd. I just didn't really like that aspect of it. I but. I guess that is my my biggest qualm with the episode and the ending is that it all just kind of fell into place and ended well for everyone. Um, it felt very tropey at the end when like Sam's talking to the guy and they just happens, just happens to be broadcast on live television. Everything that he's yeah. saying about like, Oh, what? Just cause I'm black, like all the stuff he's saying about race and being black captain America. And it just so happens that he's just like on a, on a soapbox saying all this to the entire world. That part yeah was a little tropey for me, but I appreciate the sentiment again. I'm not like bashing that, honestly. The sentiment. It kind of worked yeah. for me. Um, I, th- I think I it's cool it was... that Captain America's first venture is he stops a humanity. He like saves a humanitarian crisis, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm it is a little that, yeah. corny. Um, it would have almost been more interesting if like, like what if like, he gave that speech and they still voted no on it or something like that. And so like his, like behind, like his, like while he's off screen, his whole thing is like, I'm fighting for these people. Like it's the right thing to do. Like that could have been more interesting too. Um, yeah. for that. But yeah, yeah. I'm he's, that. I, I buy him so hard as captain America person. Like just watching him give oh, a speech. Yeah. I was like super route. Ra- like I was rallied. I was like, yeah, let's do this. Like, let's go. I, yeah. I liked it a lot. I thought he was, but I, 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 I definitely appreciate- agree. How that can yeah. be, I and I wonder if COVID restrictions like maybe played a factor into that scene or something like that where they couldn't maybe, flush yeah. it out as much as they wanted to because I know that they wanted to do like an extra episode or something like that and couldn't. Oh, okay, that so. could have been. Yeah, I'll, I'll forgive them for that. I mean, I appreciate the sentiment. I just didn't like the execution of it. Yeah, personally, but mm-hmm. I and it's nothing to bash Sam Wilson's Captain America. I think he's a great Captain America. And honestly, Agreed. I'll take I'll take that over like because in Wandavision it like ended and she just left and like didn't really answer to anything. It was kind of just like, Oh, true. She oh out. maybe she should have like addressed some things or like apologized to the people that she enslaved. Like, I don't know. There was she, some she, stuff. She barely apologized. If like, it, honestly, if there was some stuff in the ending of WandaVision that were like, were like that were more egregious than the stuff in this finale personally for me, but I still love both of the shows a lot. Yeah. Very fair. And then um, I, and then this episode ends with the they take they take Isaiah to the museum, right? Yes, yes, yes. Well before that before that. Uh they oh, load yeah. all the rest of the uh um oh god, flag smashers, flag smashers. into the into the truck. Oh yeah. And then and then I didn't realize that at first, but it's Zemo's butler who like blows them yeah. up. Blows them up. And at first I was like, Who is that old man who just like bombed these guys? But yeah, yeah. I thought yeah. that was kind of interesting. <laughs> just, 
just a quick cut to Zemo in prison, like listening to it on the radio. Yeah, he's on the he's raft, like, which is he's like, which is wild. Nice job, Jeeves or whatever his name is. I, <laughs> I think his name is Jeeves. Like <laughs> actually, though, is it really? I, wow. I'm, it's really close to it. If it's not Jeeves, like like the actually quintessential. It's a super butlerly name, but yeah, love that. It's Sokovian <laughs> Jeeves. Sokovian Jeeves. <laughs> but yeah, and then finally we wrap up with uh, Isaiah Bradley and uh sam talking and like them kind of seeing eye to eye for the very first time which is like awesome and really cool and yeah yeah, that's when he takes him to the museum and we see the statue and i freaking bawled dude i don't know about you guys but i oof my eyes were so wet from that scene i was touched (laughs) i didn't i didn't cry but it was it was a nice nugget it was so good arc off so i I didn't cry either because i have no soul but wow it was very it was very touching (laughs) um what i loved about it too is that they could have like and they could have been like look he's alive look what all he did like sam respected his wishes of like being like pretending to be dead like because he falsified his death record and stuff right Mm -hmm. and i i like that they respected that and just gave him like a little memorial in the museum and like it brought a tear to his eye like oh i loved it i thought that was great yeah yeah and then the, yeah. then the whole episode ends like a, a Viagra commercial. It's just like a mashup of just everyone hanging out on the on the boat. Eating some, <laughs> some I liked food. it. He got like, uh, <laughs> yeah, Bucky got invited to the cookout and, you know, yes. like he was flirting with Sam's Bro. sister yeah. and he was like, don't flirt with my sister, that, bro. Um, that was it hilarious. Was um, also, Bro, you know what? You know what I'll I realized? Carlos cut you up and feed you to the fish. <laughs> that was so funny. You know how in the Winter Soldier, uh, Sam is talking about his friend who died, Riley. Do you remember mm-hmm. that? Yeah. Yeah. His I don't man. know if I don't know if this is confirmed, but in my head canon, Riley is uh, his sister's husband. Riley's his sister's. Ooh, interesting. interesting. Is is Sam's yeah. sister's husband who died? I kind of oh, like okay. that. I meant to piece that together. Sorry, yeah, yeah. yeah that, yeah, was, yeah. My I like that. that was my bad. No, I, I just am dumb and it took me a minute. But yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah. into that. I'll, I'll buy that. Yeah, that's my little hand, head cannon for that. But yeah, Wonderful. is there anything oh, else we want to talk about with the show? Um, uh, uh, why didn't you use the metal arm? Uh, I'm right-handed. <laughs> <laughs> loved that i that loved that moment. line yeah that was a cheeky little moment his arm's sick um, i feel i feel bad that bucky didn't really get the full development that we wanted or at least that i wanted yet but i think that'll be for like the next captain america movie where he like maybe is going by white wolf or something like that and i don't know yes i like when they like took his arm off the yeah the <laughs> they just did like a cool like trick that he's like no <laughs> yeah that was neat i liked that part and i like that zemo again i'm just singing my praises to zemo i love that he was just like during that battle just sitting there like drinking and then he was like See and then he went went into the sewers it was so good peace but yeah that's that's falcon and the winter soldier that's all i got for mm-hmm. it yeah that's i think that's captain all I got too. america and the winter soldier no right. we can't don't call it mm. that because then it's confusing because the movie captain america the winter soldier is there too it's confusing captain america and the white wolf yeah okay Ooh. i'll accept that, <laughs> I'll accept that. <laughs> except that's probably four what like the, that's dubs. gonna be like captain america 4 is probably gonna be called honestly 
So maybe yeah. <laughs> when, and, uh, when Sam uh, jokes in like episode two, like you spend a little time in Wakanda and now you're suddenly white Panther. He goes, <laughs> white, white, white actually. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Lit. Wow. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. What's we the, what'll it. be the next one? Loki will be our next uh, little series. Yeah. Loki's in June, I believe. So yeah, mm-hmm. it'll be Loki Wonderful. and then it'll be what if, and then it will be, uh hawkeye i think right lit and fry yeah. you're coming back for loki it's heck yay Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. can i Amazing. bring up can i bring up something that i saw on the internet Always. sure so it it was about the like the development and the production of falcon and the winter soldier okay so it had all started like before covid like all the plans and stuff yeah like with you know, they had this entire slate ready and then they had to scrap it. Yeah. And so in episode two, the Flag Smashers are stealing vaccines and they never say what for. And in episode three, the doctor guy is talking about how Mama Danya had tuberculosis, but the shot isn't on his face when he says it. So there's some theories out there that it was originally supposed to be like a pandemic yeah, and that like the vaccines were being hoarded, which is why the flag smashers stole them for their, um, like their commune, their refugee camp. So they had to change the narrative completely because of COVID. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. That's tough. Honestly, think about that though. Like if, if you had like half the population gone, and then I imagine like you have some kids and stuff in those five years, and then all of a sudden the population doubles. I imagine a lot of health issues would arise just from having double the oh, amount of yeah. people there. Especially considering, because we maybe we didn't talk about this, the flag smashers. Like the whole reason that they're like pissed is because basically borders went away during like the blip event. Yeah. Because they were like, they were well, like, yeah, dope. just come in, we can help you. Like half the people aren't here, and then when the people who dusted away came back like everything was just overcrowded so i imagine that everyone was just really close together and like disease would probably spread like crazy when the, when you come back yeah. so that actually makes a especially lot especially in like a refugee camp like that yeah yeah that's wild that's really interesting hmm. the more you know thanks fry thank you fry yeah i saw that on the internet and i thought it was in Terrasante. that's cool fry, the i like that guy. heck yeah do we want to move on to our next segment carter absolutely let's move on to the list is life the list is an absolute good the list is life so fry it's an absolute good yes Wow, we did all of it. That was great. Um, <laughs> Fry, you're familiar with this segment of the show, I believe. Um, I am. For those that don't know, I have a list of every movie I've ever seen in my life. I have them ranked. I'm a fool. So, every episode, Jackson usually picks a number on the list, which is now from one to over 2,000 movies now. Woohoo! And I t- we tell each other, or I we tell each other, I tell him about what that movie is, the number he picked corresponds to, and uh, we talk about it for a minute. Sweet. Mm-hmm. So, Fry, this week, 
you have the absolute honor of picking the number for us oh, to boy. discuss this week. I am so, honored, truly. So, Fry, from one to 2004, great year, um, <laughs> what number would you like to see and hmm. talk about for a moment? So, my favorite number is five. Okay. So, wow. I'm going to say, well, let me finish. Oh, I'm going to yeah. say, let's do number 370. Okay. <laughs> That was a wonderful right. <laughs> diatribe there. I, I appreciate it. Um, yeah. Number 370. I have to scroll down a little bit. Um, oh, okay. This is a fun little action film for us to, to end on here. Um, my number 370 ranked movie is a little film called Mission Impossible 2. Ooh. Whoa. When you said fun little action movie, I knew it was going to be Mission Impossible something for some reason. Wow. <laughs> We're in each other's brains. <laughs> um, Mission Impossible 2. You know, not a lot of people like Mission Impossible 2, um, but I dig it. I dig Mission Impossible movies. Um, have you guys seen, seen Mission Impossible 2? Oh, really? I haven't seen okay. any of the Mission wow. Impossible movies. Fry, have Except you? I've seen the scene where I've Henry seen... Cavill like, loads his... Reloads his arms. Yeah, baby. That's, yeah. that's so cool. I like that a lot. Trailer. I thought that was awesome. Um, yeah, yeah I've seen, I've seen the newest two, and I saw the first one, and they're so different. They're just so. Oh, different. they are. The first Mission Impossible is so different than the the last couple. Um, yeah, I hate to say it, but I think the first one is boring. It's uh, you know, it hasn't. Aged, I mean, com- like like you said, compared to the the ones we have now, like, yeah, I, I I agree with you that compared to what we have, it's it's not the most exciting. Um, yeah. I think just like and now Tom Cruise has pretty much like devoted his life to like doing stunts on these movies and making them till the day he dies. Um, You're right. <laughs> so, but the second one is is weird. It's it's strange because it has to do with like a virus. I'm pretty sure it's like this <laughs> oh, no. biological, it's like a gen- genetically engineered biological weapon. And the mission he has to do is he has to like get into this international crisis of like trying to find the guy who has this virus. And he, it's on a, he's on a time constraint because he's injected the virus into his girlfriend and he has to go it's like he's got to get this done he's got to find the antidote he's got to do all these things there's a sick motorcycle chase and some really great um mission impossible mask stuff in this movie you know how in the movies they have these like lifelike masks mm-hmm. and they like, pull them that. off and they're like whoa it's wolf blitzer um, <laughs> we saw that in falcon and the winter soldier did we the yeah, Sharon masks. did it. Yeah, they brought him back. The, oh, the finale. yeah. You're right. And uh, Natasha did it in mm-hmm. Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier, yeah. Well, how about Sorry. that? That was That's how we <laughs> connected it. How about that? Perfect. What stunt does he do in this in the Mission Impossible 2? Um, he rides motorcycles in this one, and he rides them well. Oh. Nice. That's, that's that the cool only one I can remember that sticks out to me. <laughs> um, I'm sure there's others. Who plays the, the bad guy? But uh, didn't uh, he? This... 
this guy. <laughs> Go ahead. What were you saying? <laughs> was it was didn't he ride the motorcycle like dangerously fast and that oh, was yeah. like hundreds you know of miles per hour or something? Yeah, that adrenaline junkie Tom Cruise. Yes. Yes he did. Um the villain um uh, is of course um Doug Ray Scott. Oh yeah. yeah. I'll just skip past that. Um <laughs> But yeah, uh, and this is before I think this is before Simon Pegg is is enters the fray too. So Simon Pegg isn't even in these yet. So Bomber. Ving Rhames is my boy. Um, Ving Rhames of Arby's fame. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, it's just a nice little action movie. Check it out. It's on Sick. FX now, US. Wow. Yes, you're welcome. Good pick, it. Fry. I'm happy you went with your favorite number. Nah, yeah. Uh, 370. <laughs> oh, yeah, baby. That is the list is life, boys and girls. Woohoo. And now, moving on to I'll have what she's having. I'll have what she's having. Ooh, baby. Ooh-hoo. So, recommendations. Um, I'll start us off. Go for and, it. And, and then uh, we'll go Jackson, and then Fry can back clean up for us um i'm going to suggest even though i haven't seen it again i'm going for it again um (laughs) hopefully this one will be good and i know fry will enjoy it i don't know if fry's watched it yet um but the bad batch is this yes star wars clone wars spinoff show um i haven't seen it yet it's about this uh well fry you probably could explain it better what is the bad batch yeah, so the Bad Batch is a spin-off from the Clone Wars. Following the Bad Batch, Clone Force 99, who was introduced in the last season of the Clone Wars, which was given to us in 2019, I think? Early 2020, I think? Yeah, early 2020. Yeah, somewhere around. Yeah. yeah. So the Bad Batch is this group of clones who have genetic modifications that give them special abilities. And they use these special abilities to be their own little army. And it follows them. Uh, I don't want to give away too much, but the first episode I absolutely loved. Davey, our friend Davey, also liked it. There's a thing he didn't love, but that's because he reads comic. He reads the comics, and I didn't uh, notice it. So. Nerd! Okay. Yeah, nerd alert! <laughs> yeah, no, it's a, it was a great premiere episode it was 75 minutes which whoa i loved whoa I loved holy that's so really long wow it did not <laughs> feel like 75 minutes i promise cool of animation too wow that's impressive mm-hmm. so yeah i'm i'm hoping to check that out um and then the last thing i want to suggest guys we've kind of ragged it a little bit on this show at least the filmmaker guys tenets on hbo max and Ooh, <laughs> i want to check that out i do want to check that uh, out I would just like our listeners to go watch Tenet. Um, we just make fun of it because it was supposed to save movies and it didn't. And it didn't. Um, <laughs> but it's actually a pretty entertaining and very, very deeply confusing movie. Um, so check it out. It, it begs rewatchability. So Heck yeah. Check it out. Tenet. Check it's it out. Woohoo. Love it. Oh, it is. Whoa, I never knew that. And that's on purpose, I'm sure. Wow. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that'll become clear <laughs> in the film. Why yeah. it's an anagram. 
Anyway. I get it. I get it. Except nobody actually gets it. It's just time. No. Weird. And everyone's like, uh, okay, I think. Time <laughs> is a construct. Ooh. <laughs> wow. Anyway, Jackson, you, sir. I just once again have to recommend Netflix's The Mitchells versus The Machines. It's so oh, good, guys. Um, the voice cast. I didn't mention it before. It has um, Danny McBride as the dad and Maya Rudolph as the mom. And they're oh, just this so like wow. really great family. It's like really funny. Um, and the dog, they have, a, they have a dog in it. He's a pug and he's so funny. Um, and he's voiced by Doug the Pug, which I, I thought was great. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's really cool. Um, and okay. the movie's so funny. It also has um, Beck from SNL. He's in it. He's really funny in oh, it. Oh, Beck Bennett? Nice. Yeah. Um, it's And uh, I think Fred Armisen has a role in it. Um, Eric Andre is in it. Um, nice. Uh, Elizabeth Coleman? Is that Elizabeth an actress? Coleman. Olivia Coleman? Is that just someone I know? That's an actress. Olivia Coleman. Yes. Yes. Olivia, Olivia Coleman. Coleman. Yeah. She's, she's oh, in it okay. too. It's really good. Cool. Um, definitely worth checking out. If you like bonding road trip movies, if you, Oh, <laughs> Conan O'Brien plays like a 50 foot Furby in it. And it's awesome. <laughs> Dude, why didn't you lead with that? <laughs> I should have. Um, got to save just, the best for last. It's an amazing, really wild, very unique uh animated movie that really makes me like reconsider like the potential of sony like versus pixar like they have some amazing stuff Mm -hmm. um i'm really like as long as it's uh as long as it's chris miller and phil lord at the helm yeah like they're they're nailing it yeah Yeah. they are so good and it honestly it made me really want a scott pilgrim versus the world in the the art style of this movie because it's just so wild and it would serve that movie really well but yeah. Anyways, I'm gonna check, check it out. out. I'm gonna check it out this week for sure. It's so good. It, like you love it. I I really think. So sweet. Fry. Anything other than the Bad Batch for you? Yeah, absolutely. Watch the Bad Batch episode two comes out Friday. But oh, I want today. to recommend a show that I it is my favorite show of all time. I've talked to you guys about it before. If there's only one recommendation you ever take from me in t- in my entire life, <laughs> please watch this show. It is called Psych. Uh, it is about love Psych. It is about uh, a detective, private eye named Sean Spencer, who pretends that he has psychic abilities in order to solve crimes, and he has a best friend named. Gus, their chemistry is off the charts amazing. This show is on uh, Amazon Prime Video, I Ooh, believe, and check it, out, it is on, and it is on Peacock also. Boo! <laughs> Sorry, That's two I hate different reactions. <laughs> yes, it is my it is my favorite show of all time. <laughs> nice. I'll check it out. Yeah, you always Sounds talk good. about Psych. And I have to say, when you said Sean Spencer, all I heard was Sean Spicer. (laughs) I was just imagining the show with Sean Spicer as the lead. And it was a lovely The charisma would be in the negatives, that's for sure. But it's it's (laughs) Melissa McCarthy as Sean Spicer. That I may watch. (laughs) There you go. 
The only thing I don't love about Psych is that Gus works for Big Pharma, but I can look past it. (laughs) I mean, sometimes your shows just do that. Like, one day you're watching New Girl, and it's awesome, and then the next episode, Winston's just a cop all of a sudden. You're like, why? Why is it? I love love Winston Bishop. (laughs) Me too. I just... I wish he was a mailman instead, you know? Like Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, back the blue. Back the yes, real voice of the post blue. office. <laughs> we love it. And with that, right. boys and girls, we did it. We're done. We did it. Woo! We want to uh thank Alex Fry once again for coming thank on you, the pod. Thank you. It was Letting my us, pleasure. And let me thank you for having me again. Oh, Thanks, Fry. That's how compliments work. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. And with that, uh, thank you, listeners. Jackson, where can they uh, follow us for news and whatnot? Follow us at roughcut underscore pod. Thank you. We love you. Be safe. Be good. Um, Yeah. Sweet. (laughs) <laughs> fat dubs <laughs> fat dubs bye bye thanks bye in case I don't see ya good afternoon good evening and good night